Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Kids. kids. Why did they have kids? Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. And the year has almost come to an end. It has almost come to an end. 2017. Like less than two weeks. Yes. Yeah. And Which is interesting because everyone said it couldn't get any worse than 2016. And somehow, <laughs> in a lot of ways, it has. It exceeded expectations. Yeah. Well, so... Hmm... Taylor Swift was getting Taylor Swift. I think she either posted an Instagram somewhere. She's quoted as saying she couldn't have asked for a better year. People were just dragging her on Twitter for saying that, considering what has happened in the last twelve months. And I understand both sides. I think Taylor. I think Taylor sort of said it off the cuff, like you know, I've had a really great year. Thank you, fans, for the love that you've given me. I've had, I couldn't have asked for a better year. She's sort of saying it, you know, not like, oh my God, my year was so amazing. Right. Not bragging, but thanking more than anything. Yeah. Like, thank you. Thank you fans for, but, but I understand the other side of it, which is like, don't, don't say that right now. <laughs> Please don't say that right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I saw it was a couple of weeks ago and I don't remember who, who tweeted it out, but it was something to the effect of, I feel really bad for all of the people who've had a really great 2017 personally in the climate that's happening right now and I, I, she was a she's a writer i think and that her whole statement was basically i had an, an awesome year but i feel like i can't really share that or share anything about it because it's been yeah. so awful in so many other ways exactly and that does suck even i really have no pity on taylor swift but even for her <laughs> i mean if it has been a great year for her that's awesome it's, it comes back to self-awareness, I think. Comparatively, like for last year was hands down the darkest year of my life. 2016 was just Yeah, that was rough. Bad. It was really, really, really rough. And 2017 has just not being in that state has been so wonderful. <laughs> like at, at times joyous because I don't feel that way anymore. But I, I can't I can't say that 2017 was a good year. Too much shit has happened. I mean, the fall of Rome is is happening as we speak. Yeah, I agree with that to a certain point. But I also think it's dangerous for everybody to say, well, 2017 has been a really terrible year for all of these reasons. So we can't talk about or acknowledge the positives. Because, and, and that is coming from a pessimist. So believe me, I love the negative. <laughs> I thrive on it. But I think it just perpetuates. I think the, the more people hold that in for fear of backlash or for fear of coming across incorrectly, the, the worse the year will seem. Because then it really mm -hmm. seems like absolutely everything is shit. And there's still a lot of good happening. What I think there's a sort of a paradox here where I mean, Donald Trump is systematically trying to dismantle America. <laughs> right. He is well, the world, people, everything. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, I mean, he's putting people in charge of departments who want to destroy those departments. I mean, he's really trying to tear apart the, the, the fabric of this country and, and the world. And that feels at times, as we watch it happen, it feels hopeless. But the reaction to it and the there, there's a hope in the voices that have risen up and the actions that have been taken and people realizing the energy that we need to be putting into stopping this from happening. There's this hopelessness and yet there is this hope at the same time. 
watching all of these women come forward and about sexual assault and sexual harassment and like the rise of these voices has been sort of painful to live through painful memories, but it's also really hopeful that women are finally being heard. Right. And that's a very distinctive part of this year. It's a very distinctive part of this year. And that hope that, so I I guess we could say that. (laughs) Well, maybe that maybe hope is a better way to put it. I feel like, I, I feel like people are more optimistically hopeful now than they were mm-hmm. in the first half or the first quarter of the year. Right. With things like that, like women are being heard. You've got, you know, Jones beat more in Alabama. Like there are things that are happening that I think are forcing people to remember that it isn't all bad and it doesn't have to all be bad. So we, we recorded before the results of that election last week didn't was it was on tuesday wasn't it yeah it was on tuesday and i i had we had just finished watching gilmore girls and (laughs) i I opened twitter and like the when they had called the race and the feeling that i had knowing that doug jones had won was the complete opposite feeling from november 8th 2016 you know it was that oh, oh my gosh there's hope there's hope like what happened and in, in, even Lita got really excited about it. It was joyous. Like I jumped out of, off the couch. <laughs> well, and it was such a different feeling too, because I think people were watching the presidential election last year and really hopeful that Hillary would win. Mm-hmm. And this time around, I think everyone was watching it and just assuming that Jones would lose, but they were going to watch yes. anyway. Right. And, and then was it the, the New York times needle? <laughs> that everyone they were like just yeah. stop with the fucking needle we've seen it before it doesn't mean anything and oh, gradually yeah. as it became more clear that it actually did mean something it was like no one could really comprehend that that's what was happening mm-hmm. like in a year of such terrible news it was a glimmer a glimmer so maybe maybe 2017 is the year of hope so maybe it will indeed end and prove itself to be better rather than worse I think it's it's just lit a fire under the asses of people who have, I mean, and I am one of them. It's it's lit a fire underneath the asses of those of us who have become complacent in thinking that, oh no, you know, every, every, we're all progressive. We're all, you know, the next generation is progressive. You know, things will change, and it's like no, it takes work. It takes work, and I think that's the realization that a lot of a lot of us have come to this year because of the election of Donald Trump. And I don't think we're there yet, but I've been talking to my dad a lot about this. And, you know, he went through all of the Vietnam protests and Kent State and and those really caused a shift in America. People were mm-hmm. heard, things changed, things happened. And then, you know, from, from his perspective and, and some of his friends, it was great, but what they didn't realize at the time not really due to ignorance, but I guess just due to hoping that people would be better is the work never stops. Right. And it did stop. It got quieter and then things got worse again. And I think right now everyone is really up in arms and active to make change because things are bad. But I think, I hope what happens is that when that change comes, people realize it's not over. Like we need to keep doing everything that we're doing to keep this momentum. Or we'll backslide mm-hmm. again. But then you see the picture of the starving polar bear and you're like, oh, actually the world's going to end before we can make any change. God, why did you have to bring that up? That was the worst video. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. And there was, I watched the video from a link from somebody saying, if you're an animal lover, do not, do not, do not watch this video. And I just couldn't resist it. Oh, God. Yep. And so... In this in this horrific year, our both of our children became teenagers. They did right around the same time too. Right around the same time. How, how, how far apart are their birthdays? Lexton is born at the end of March. Okay, so Lita's beginning of February. Okay, right. So she's like a month older. Lita's o two o three o four. O two o three. Oh wow! Look at that. Yeah, I and I can never remember Marlo's birthday. <laughs> it's terrible. Because Lita's is so easy, o two, o three, o four, and then I'm like, wait a minute, was Marlo is is it f- five? No, it's wait, June is six. 
Yeah, I'm I, I'm pretty sure I've told this before, but I gave Lexton's birth date incorrectly at the pediatrician one time. And he <laughs> corrected me in front of everyone. It was awesome. It was awesome. Could be could be worse. You could be publicly <laughs> shamed for doing it. Uh, and it's been um, we've talked about, you know, that I had been warned by many people that the teenage years are their own, their own, they come with their own set of problems. Oh, yeah. While I've been pleasantly surprised by how much I love Lita being 13, um, there, there is that element of puberty that is very <laughs> prominent and striking. <laughs> and challenging? Yeah. It's, it is dealing with irrational emotion as a parent with a child, you you know that they are being irrational and they can't help being irrational because their hormones are going crazy. And remaining calm and, and understanding my child is completely irrational in this moment and she can't even physically stop it because her body is just going crazy. Right. Yeah. Acknowledging that without losing your shit mm-hmm. is it? yeah. I haven't lost my shit this week. I did no, really, no. really good. It's the little things. Because I lost it last week, right? Oh, yeah. And even, I wrote about this today um, on my website. Alita was taking a shower, and I heard some splashing coming from another part of the house. And I went over to the kitchen and looked outside, and I thought it was the snow melting on the ground. And then Marlo ran downstairs to go to use the bathroom, and she starts screaming from downstairs it's raining from the light it's raining from the light (laughs) yeah and that's like you you've heard that before i've heard that before i have i texted you the first time didn't i oh oh yeah yeah like i think water was still coming out when you yeah i was texting you and i was like yeah water is coming out of the ceiling and both times it has been my children's fault (laughs) it's not the plumbing (laughs) this time lita she didn't pull the shower curtain in all the way and water leaked out of the bathtub and went down a crevice because the, the caulk next to the tub wasn't really sealed. And it was just pouring through the light fixture downstairs onto the toilet in that bathroom. And Marla was just standing there like, what is happening? What is happening? And I'm like, oh, fuck. And so I, I texted my, my landlord and... He came over a few hours later and, and I was, you know, I was fine. I actually held it together. It was, it's like, okay, well, it's not a big deal. We'll figure it out. You know, life goes on. You were, you were definitely more chill, more matter of fact about it. It was less panic and more like, oh yeah, this is happening again. I think it's probably, probably because it happened on the weekend when I didn't have like a deadline or didn't need to like be somewhere. I was like, oh, I'll just go back and sit on the couch and not do anything. Right. But it does. I mean, you even texted me. That helps. But at the same time, there was stuff you needed to do that involved water that you didn't do. Right. I needed to do laundry and I needed to do the dishes and I had to like put it off and (sighs) it was, yeah, plumbing issues. It was fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Totally good. (sighs) I mean, if you know, and we both rent. So there is, whenever anything happens, there's always that thought, like, thank God I don't have to deal with, like, I'm not, I'm not paying for the repair. Mm -hmm. Right. But then at the same time, you're at the mercy of their schedule and way of doing things. Yes. And I don't, I don't know your renting relationship. My landlord is a wonderful woman who just has a really unique way of taking care of things that doesn't work. So. You know, I don't, it's like, I don't have to take care of them myself, but they never actually, they never actually get completely fixed for a long period of time. It's just Mm. like a bandaid over and over. Did I ever tell the story about my old house when water flooded into uh, a storage room? So this is your third water incident? No, I have not heard that story. Oh my God. This is like Uh, the, the house house. (laughs) Like, this was not, not, this is the house we just moved from. Okay. And I was renting out two of the rooms in the basement 
to supplement my rent. There was a woman named Sue who was living with me and a, a guy named Walter. who And he was never there. He basically was, you know, he worked 14 hours a day. But Sue was there all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. So Sue talks a lot. Sue, I love Sue. And if she hears this, I hope she understands. Sue liked to talk a lot. And so sometimes... I would have to avoid eye contact with her because then she would start talking to me and then I would never escape. I was sitting on the couch one night and she comes and she taps me on the shoulder and she says, I really, really, really hate to bother you, but um, water is pouring into the storage room downstairs. I hate to bother <laughs> so, you, but it is flooding. <laughs> the house is flooding. We're all going to die. So I ran downstairs and water is gushing into this place where I had stored everything. There's boxes of CDs, all of my old pictures. So I'm rushing to get everything out of there. Suddenly I realized the water is pouring in from, this is a, a in, in a basement, it was a storage room and water was coming in from the ceiling from some broken pipe in, a, in the sprinkler system. And then I look up and I realize that it is coming in directly on top of my wedding dress. Oh. So I had texted my landlord that there was a, f a flood. I, I probably should. I probably should go back to this part of the story. So at the time, I had an assistant, and I asked him when I moved into that house. I said, "I will give you a commission if you can find me two quality renters for the basement." So he found Sue and he found Walter, and. I gave him a commission for that. I said, and you need to tell my landlord, if you can handle that, tell my landlord that I'm running out two rooms. And he's like, oh yeah, I'll take care of that. So my landlord shows up and she sees Sue and she's like, who's this? Oh God, I remember this. And I was like, this is Sue. She's renting her room. She's like, you never told me this. I said, um, you didn't talk to my assistant John about it? And she's like, no, he never told me. So I'm like freaking out at this time. And that's when I discovered the wedding dress. And then I had this visceral reaction. Like I, I grabbed the box that my wedding dress was in and I pulled it out. And Sue is just standing there and I'm like, I'm, I'm bawling because I don't know. It was just, it was, it was like a, the dress that I wanted to like give to Lita and I'm bawling and I'm like, I'm like hysterical and Sue was standing there and the landlord is standing there. <laughs> and right then Walter walks down the stairs into the basement. <laughs> oh God. And I'm hysterical. And, and he walks, he basically doesn't say anything and he walks past us all. And Sue looks, <laughs> Sue looks at my landlord and says, Oh, that's Heather's boyfriend. <laughs> oh, my God. And the landlord goes, well, he's really cute. <laughs> and that, that was it? That was it. Oh, man. Oh, that was a night, man. That was a night. Oh, God. Did did Walter have to fill that role, like play along without actually he knowing? He did, actually. He oh, totally God. did. <laughs> that is awesome. Because she was there. She was there for like two and a half hours. And like Sue pulled him aside and said, listen, you need to act like you're Heather's boyfriend because the landlord doesn't know that we live here. And he just I was, w went right along with it, like without skipping a beat. Yeah. That's awesome. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that whole incident. I didn't write about it. Yeah. Water. Mm -hmm. I have not dealt with that. No. No leaks. I do. I mean, I have for the last month been battling a shower that goes cold oh. sort of whenever. And... Back to my point, it has been fixed, yet it still does the same thing. It's a quick way to wake up, I will say that. Lexton hates it, but hey, I don't have to fix it. You know, people tell me all the time, why don't you buy a house? Just buy a house. Like, why, aren't you, why are you renting? And <laughs> first of all, I'm a single mother of two children i don't know how to fix anything I, I i i'm completely illiterate when it comes to 
tools and screws and nails. Just, I'm completely dumb. I lost so much money on the second second and third houses that we owned. Like, just a shit ton of money lost. And that scares me as a, as a, you know, I only have one income. I don't know, like renting has been a pleasure. I find pleasure in it. I I, I'm really on the fence with it. Honestly, there's days where I hate renting and there's days that I love it. But I think the thing that I like the most about it is the potential for change. Mm. Like it's a, it's a year lease and maybe two, if you decide to sign a longer lease, but I know that every summer, if I want, I could choose to move. I could choose to, you know, maybe look into buying a house. I could move to the next town over and rent. It doesn't matter because I have that ability. I don't have to worry about selling anything. I just say, no, I don't want to resign my lease. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. It is amazing. There's something about that that I really like. The freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, and I hate moving and it's not that I'm eager to move every year, but I like I like that. And I think in part too, I mean, I've rented oh, all in total, I don't know, four or five different places. And within a year or two, I haven't really been in love with any of them. So then when I think about buying, I'm like, God, I don't want to buy a place. And then a year later, hate it. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe renting is just the way to go. And I think in a lot of places, renting is actually better than owning right now. Well, I am actually in a neighborhood that is very, very, very quickly... I, I guess I, I guess I would call it gentrifying. There are a lot of businesses coming, a lot of hip businesses, boutiques and coffee shops and cute little diners. And the housing prices are shooting through the roof. And this neighborhood is not considered one of the nicer neighborhoods in the city at all. <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, last March, when... John flew out to see Lita and her play. He dropped her off and told her, well, this is an interesting neighborhood. <laughs> that was the comment he made? Yes. Oh, good Lord. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. It's so, I mean, some people don't have, like, some, pe- some people have, like, leave their Christmas lights on all year. Some people don't mow their yards. Some people are like junk sitting on the out in the in their front yards and and then and then it's right and then it's right next to like a beautiful modern house like mid century and it's just really really eclectic. He just doesn't like it because it's what not fancy. So there's a there's a a neighborhood in Salt Lake called Sugar House, and it's south of downtown and older homes like older. Uh, Tudor houses and bungalows where I live they refer to it as sugar hood ah uh, okay <laughs> yeah so as a single mother I don't think it's smart for me to buy a home especially like looking at my finances and long term goals and potential for relocation I think this is the best place for me to be yeah and that's i'm kind of in the same boat and i mean it's funny because you mentioned that you know you're a single mom and you're not good at fixing things i don't know shit about fixing things around the house i don't even have art on my walls because the last time i hung a mirror it broke the hook and left a huge black streak down the wall and almost (laughs) tore my sofa i don't even i'm just i'm just terrible at it and i and i fully admit that i don't even care but I've, I've just reached a point where rather than trying to pretend that I'm good at it and I can fix this leak, I'm like, no, can't, can't do it. No. And I know too in a rental that if I try to do it and fuck it up, then that is going to be on me. Mm-hmm. So it's much easier to just call my landlord and say, hey, this is happening. Can you take care of it? Yeah. And when you think of the number of times you've had to do that and how quickly that would add up, I'm, I'm not really in a rush to own. The second house that we owned, I think I told you when we sold it, I, I mourned that home. It was a mid-century house built by a guy who built Mormon temples. He was an architect for the, for the church, and he built this home for his family. And my friend bought it and did some renovations, and then I bought it from her. And we 
you know, we did a lot of work on the house. We did new floors. We did paint. We did carpet. And I, I just, we, and we owned it and had a great backyard. And it was basically, it was basically the house of my dreams. It was fun owning then, but we lost so much money on that house because we moved, oh God, as just as the recession was hitting its, its uh, worst point. And why did you move? Was it a size? Like it just wasn't, wasn't working? We just didn't, we needed more room. Okay. We needed a lot more room, but you know what? We didn't. (laughs) Well, right. Right. But you did. (laughs) I learned that lesson. We didn't need more room. Right. Yeah. Thought you did. Thought we did. And sometimes it was probably nice to have. I never, I never enjoyed owning that big house. Never. I hated, I hated it. Well, no, I wouldn't want to own a house that size. But there's times where I think, well, it would be great to have that much space to do this or to get away from there or to host this or do something. But I would never want it like year round. I would want that much square footage like one week out of the year around the holidays or something. (laughs) Because I love the holidays. You love the holidays. I love them. I love them. It's so good. I love the holidays. (laughs) Well, I guess that, that has happened since we last recorded is I now know the plan for Christmas. And this will be the first time in 33 years that I will wake up on Christmas in an empty house. Oh, man. Ever. And that's that's weird. That's weird. I mean, I should add this caveat because I know that my, that my dad will listen to this and call and then offer to come down, which is extremely <laughs> kind, but he lives... Two minutes for my sister, so it's just, it's not necessary. I'm going to be fine. It's just really weird. It is really weird. I will affirm that. I did that last year. Yes. And I I, I woke up and in an empty house um, and then drove down and spent the day with my mother. I just know that it's going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake you know, up. Yeah. It's a Monday, right? I think it's, mm-hmm. it's a Monday. I'm going to wake up and it's going to feel like a Monday. Right. Like nothing about it will feel any different at all, at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what will feel so weird because I'll know yeah. that it should be different and that people everywhere are together in groups or whatever's happening and I'm not. And that's really strange. It's supposed to be special. Yes. And you wake up and it's not special. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like every other day. And it's weird mm-hmm. because that was Thanksgiving for me. But I don't, I've never really been a huge fan of Thanksgiving anyway, and it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me. And things don't shut down the same on Thanksgiving as they do on Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think there's still a lot going on. There's still people out and about because really Thanksgiving is, is not so much the day. It's like the meal and the gathering. So there's people out walking and exercising and going places. I mean, people go to Starbucks because that's open and, but Christmas is totally different. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be. That's going to be really strange. You can't really go distract yourself with any, you can't go to a store, you can't go to, yeah, it's all, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and if something, if there was something open, like if there, and and I think there might be a Starbucks by me, one of them I think is open, and I'll probably go and and tip them massively just so that I can be around human beings, (laughs) and I probably won't tell them that because that's a little weird, but. (laughs) And say, uh, if I pass out, please don't call an ambulance. Right. Just, just let me stay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, just slide twenty dollars in the tip jar. Be like, I just want to be able to look at all of you today. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit in the corner. But what is what is exceptionally weird, and for, this is this is just gonna spiral into a huge tangent of bitching. But I'm I'm gonna go with it because it's a little frustrating. Go, go with it. Coco's barking her fucking head off. I can hear that. I really apologize. No, she's she's in support. I can feel that too. Yeah. So we're recording this on what, Tuesday? It'll come out on Thursday. So then that the weekend before Christmas, Lexton is with Heather. And then he's obviously waking up with her on Christmas. And then on the day after Christmas, he's leaving for a week with his grandparents to go visit his cousin. So like a whole, I mean, from like Tuesday to Tuesday. Wow. Which is 
a long time. I mean, it's like nine or 10 days. I don't remember how many days it is. And at this point, I don't actually know if I will see him on Christmas uh, or if the only way to see him will be to go to Heather's parents' house with her, Mm -hmm. which is exactly how I want to spend Christmas. (laughs) But the frustrating thing is, is that this particular trip has been planned for a month, at least. And the invite was extended to Lexton through me and Heather a month ago. Two days ago is when one of us finally decided it was okay. Which leaves no time then to plan anything. I mean, travel around the holidays is expensive anyway, but this close to the holidays is just ridiculous. Right. So there's no option. And I You so say you, you can you're not going to go any are you not going to go anywhere? I'll I'll go into Wisconsin for two nights or something because I have family up there, but I don't want to go there for the whole week. And I don't know where else to go, but and I and it's not even like I don't want to be home by myself because it's sad, but I I just regress and I become just an awful human being. I, I, when, when Lexington is not here, I either don't eat because I just don't want to cook for one or I eat like a 23 year old bachelor who hasn't bothered to put on pants in a week (laughs) and neither option is good. And I know that that's what's going to happen. And there's going to be just some random day where it's like two o'clock and I find myself pouring a drink and eating a bag of potato chips and realizing the terrible choices I've made with my life. (laughs) so i need i need to find something to do but there's just there's no option and it's not i mean i could i could certainly stay in wisconsin for the entire time but i just i don't i don't necessarily want to do that so i don't know it's just really frustrating hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, I always try to travel when the children are with john the 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 week that they're with him like last year (laughs) last year i canceled the trip i was supposed to go to costa rica and i remember that uh, yeah and i canceled because um i was depressed (sighs) and i did not want to go i was going with someone who's fine who's a fine he's a perfectly fine individual but um he really wanted to be in a relationship with me and um, he would, he promised that he would keep it platonic, but I didn't want to be in a foreign country where I didn't speak the language with someone who, yeah. It's, it's a weird <laughs> dynamic. It is. It's a very weird dynamic. And I was already just super, 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 super sad. Right. You weren't in a good place anyway. I mean, if that had been this no. year, maybe it would be different. So you know what I did? I think I told you this in order to make platinum status on Delta, I had to take a trip that had to take a final trip. And so I took that ticket. I canceled the Costa Rica, the Costa Rica ticket. And I went to LA on Christmas Eve. Oh yeah. I flew to LA. I flew to LA and I flew back 30 minutes later on Christmas Eve. <sighs> and it was awesome. Yeah. It was, I cried the whole, I cried the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but I just try to imagine your seatmate. Oh man. <laughs> I cried the whole time. 
yeah, it was really sad because my kid, my kids were in New York at that time, and that it's yeah. weird. Flying is a very, and I know we've talked about this in a lot of different capacities, but flying is a really unique kind of loneliness. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always say like I like to go to a place like Starbucks and be alone with people, but an airplane is missing that that flow and that interaction, and it just feels it feels a little bit like a prison. Yeah. And that's hard, especially to do two back to back. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard of people doing that exactly for either for why you did it or because they fly a lot and there was some sort of like double miles promotion or I found this forum online at one point with a group of people. It was a group of people that got together to fly from Chicago to San Francisco and back. And I think they did it like three times in a row to get miles and it would they loved it it was like a thing (laughs) yeah there the the people who chase miles i mean there are strategies where like you fly we've talked about this like from atlanta to cincinnati to salt lake to alaska and then back to atlanta you know yeah but i mean and i had always thought like what the hell do these people do how do they have the time they all work they all travel a lot for work and like that is their saturday rush like uh-huh. let's do this and which i get like we've talked about it before that status when you travel a lot is really helpful right and makes travel a whole lot better so i get it but at the same time i would never want to do it and god i would never want to do it on christmas eve no Shit. and it was that was the most expensive trip i've ever taken to la oh uh, yeah i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> I sat in the I sat in the Delta Sky Club for twenty minutes and then went went and got back on my plane. God. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm so I'm I like I don't want to sound like Taylor Swift, but like I'm so happy that I'm not doing that this year and that I don't feel like I did and <laughs> I don't have to fly to L.A. on Christmas Eve. It's great. Well, and maybe that's the difference. I think when people hear Taylor Swift say it, it's I think a lot of people immediately assume, whether correctly or incorrectly, that it's all about, well, she had a lot of record sales and she made a ton of money and this and that. And she could have genuinely just been meaning like for me personally, like mentally, it's been a really good year. And that's kind of what you're saying that compared to last year, this year has been incredible from that standpoint. And I think that's really valid because last year was quite dark. Yeah. Well, I will not be traveling to and from L.A. I don't think. I mean, I could, I guess. Although it really wouldn't benefit me in the same way I don't fly enough. Just road trip. I have enough time. I could I could drive to L.A. and drive back. <laughs> I've made that trip many, many, many times from here to L.A. Yeah, but then add on, like, I mean, it's got to be 15 hours from me to you. Mm-hmm. And then another 15 to L.A. probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. From here to L.A., it's about, well, it depends. It's about 11 hours. One time we made it, we we drove, me and Jex, we, we, were, we were coming to, to Salt Lake for Christmas. So this was pre, like way pre-kids. Way pre-kids. Okay. We were living in L.A., and so we drove to Salt Lake for Christmas, and we left at the wrong time. <laughs> There's no good time to leave L.A., though, right? I mean... N- no, in the traffic from from L.A. to uh, Las Vegas, that's about a four-hour drive. It took us 12 hours to get there. Holy shit. Yeah, because we left, like, it was, basically we left the Saturday before Christmas when everybody else was leaving. Right. Yes, the exact and, perfect wrong time. Yeah. So we had to stop. We had to find a place to stay because it was just, it was ridiculous at that point. And then... And then we just sped home the next day, but yeah, I don't enjoy I don't enjoy driving. <laughs> you know, so I'm not going to be doing that. I think with the right person or people in the car, it can be okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't ever prefer yeah. it, and I never. The thing is that I never have the time because you have a choice to just like fly through to get to your destination. Or to build in the time to take time for the drive. If someone said you can spend a week in LA and you have a week total to drive there and back, that would be great because then you have like three days each way. 
Right. But I'm always, I just want to get there because I usually only have a set amount of time. So if I drive, it shortens that. And then I just get angry about the drive. (laughs) (laughs) I took a road trip with my friend Kelly back in February. We went down to a summit or a conference in San Diego. And that was really lovely. I loved it because she and I talked the whole, we, we drove to, to Las Vegas and stopped. And then we just, it was just so, so, so good. Um, yeah. It, it's so, all yeah. about the company on the road. A hundred percent. Yeah. But I probably won't I, make that drive. Do you remember like having little kids? Like I remember when my kids were little, I was like, I'm not going, I'm, no, uh-uh. I'm not going anywhere that's more than 30 minutes away from my house with my kids. <laughs> oh yeah. We rarely, I mean, we did travel because all of my family or the, the majority of my family was in Michigan at the time, which is like seven hours away. And specifically, I remember because I moved in 2005 and my sister got married in the fall of that year. So Hex and Lexton and I drove when he was I got like 18 months. And that kid total in his life has fallen asleep in the car three times. <laughs> he he doesn't, he fights it, he does whatever he can. He's not he's not terrible in the car. He wasn't when he was little, he just wouldn't sleep. And mm-hmm. that always made it a huge challenge. That was I don't know if I ever told this because I feel like we've talked about road trips at some point, but Driving home out of Michigan, I mean, an hour from where I grew up, there's a spot on the, on the highway where you go through a town and it drops from like, I don't know, 55 to 25 or something. And right about when that sign hit, Lexton spilled an entire bag of popcorn all like, not just dumped it, but kind of like dumped through everywhere. I mean, (laughs) fucking everywhere. So I turn around to see what happens and he's just kind of grinning and kicking his feet in his car seat and i miss the sign and get pulled over oh and the, the officer oh, comes up and he said do you know what happened i gave this big spiel that probably sounded stupid i'm like yeah i'm from here i know the sign is back there i get it the, the, you know he just spilled and he leans down and looks into the back seat and he's like whoa <laughs> how you doing buddy and and you know lexton doesn't say anything he's just frozen and he he let me go he took Did my he license really? and like looked at everything. And cause I told him, I'm, I was flat out honest. I'm like, I know I was going at least 20 over. I know where that thing is. This happened. And that's why. And he was, he was pretty cool about it actually. But, and Lexton couldn't have been, I mean, he was just eating the popcorn wherever he could grab it. And, but we minimized oh my those God. trips. <laughs> so this, this, this sort of like reveals our privilege. Like you are a white man, you know, and who's t- telling a story about popcorn in the back seat with your kid? Oh yeah, and you had you did not fear that police officer in any way whatsoever. Um, I mean, I f- I was worried I was going to get a ticket, but beyond that, no. yeah, no, no, God, no. Um, yesterday, somebody I follow on Twitter was like, "Tell me about your funniest road trip story." I had totally forgotten about this. It was back in nineteen, back in two thousand. A couple of friends that I worked with invited me up to Oakland to stay with them and their friends. I drove and they got high before we left. Like super, 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 super high. And I'm a very aggressive driver and I'm usually at least 10 to 15 miles over the speed limit always. Um, It's a bad, bad habit. And I was speeding along I-5 up in the middle of California and got pulled over and <laughs> as he approached the car and rolled the window down, both of them were like, are you the pizza delivery guy? Oh Do you have God. pizza? Do you don't have pizza? But you, well, you ordered pizza and didn't you bring it? And like, there's like so high and, you know, and I'm just like, guys, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. But I in no way like feared anything. I had no fear whatsoever. I was just like, I'm just going to get a ticket, right? Right. Nothing beyond the fear of that act, of the ticket itself. Nothing. And these these women are high in my car, and they're like basically revealing that they're high with the questions that they're asking him. And it's like so privileged that we did not fear for our lives. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. 
And you don't really think about it until you kind of recount those stories. You're like, oh, wow, that's strange. Well, when I recounted it, I thought I thought it was a funny story because they really did think that he was a, poli- a pizza delivery guy. But then I looked at what I wrote and I was like, oh, my God, how privileged that fucking situation was. Dear God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I guess maybe it would depend on where I got. I mean, in my case, I think part of the reason that I wasn't concerned is that I, I knew exactly what, why I was being stopped. I knew yeah. that I was in the wrong and I was from there. So I kind of know, I mean, I grew up there. I know the people, if I had been in a, in a different state and not known why I got pulled over, then it would be different. I got pulled over in March when I was still a little, a little depressed. I'd had a bad morning. Marla was in the back seat and there's this stop sign literally around the corner from my house that I roll through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like every time. Yeah. I was headed to my sister's house and I was I just, I was really anxious and I rolled through it just as a cop was coming around the corner. And I froze and I went up to the next stop sign and he's following me and then I take a right turn and he turns his lights on and I pull over. Oh yeah. I started bawling. I was just so anxious and I was just like, I was so nervous. I don't know, like my anxiety just sort of exploded in that moment. And he walks up to the car and and I'm just crying. (laughs) I'm totally crying. And I didn't fear him. I was just like in that moment, I was like, I didn't feel good. And he looked in the backseat and said hello to Marlo. And he gave me a warning and let me go. Oh, wow. But I mean, my crying could be completely suspicious you know? Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a suspicious way to look at a police officer as he approaches your car is, is for you to be hysterically crying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I always think, especially in the last couple of years, I think police in general have not been in the best possible light. But I, I do believe that there are people out there, even in that profession, that are really just genuinely able to walk up and realize within a few seconds, like, she's fucking with me. Or this is for real. <laughs> like something is yeah. going on that, that doesn't have anything to do with this. It's just, it's it's a bad time for her. <laughs> he was so compassionate, actually. He was really compassionate with me. And he was like, I hope you have a better day. He, he just, because I said to him, I said, I've just had a really, really, really bad morning. And he's like, I hope, I hope your day gets better. Just remember that stop sign. You really needed to pay attention there. And he let me go. And... Yeah. You're like, I was paying attention. That's why I rolled through it. That's the same stop sign I always roll through. <laughs> because of that experience, though, I now fully stop at that one stop sign. Fully. Boom. Interesting. Stop. Mm-hmm. I like when you start to roll through and then you notice a cop. So you stop anyway, but you're clearly like halfway out in the road at this point. <laughs> I, I mean, I know that I've done that. And every single time I fully expect like this is going to be the one where they know the only reason I stopped is because I saw them. <laughs> but you can't. It's like that fear reaction. You yeah. know, like you, you see them and all of a sudden you're like, oh, God, I'm breaking every law. <laughs> every law. I'm breaking every law. I'm going to jail. Well, it's the same reaction when you see a, a police car on the side of the road. Everybody immediately hits the brakes, whether they're yes. speeding or not. It's like you just you you do. Like, first you hit the brakes, and then you look at your speed. You're like, no, I'm cool. Okay, I'm going to keep going. We we really, really, like, rambled here. Yeah, we somehow. Really got off topic. Somehow. I think it was my my empty Christmas that sort of derailed the whole thing. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. But it's a good way to wrap up 2017, I think, is with an empty Christmas. It's an very, empty Christmas. It's very symbolic. I had to rearrange my where I'm sitting to to record today because there's a gigantic six foot long box in my bedroom holding a gigantic stuffed rainbow unicorn. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. And and I don't know where I have nowhere to put it other than this side of my bed and hope that Marlo doesn't walk in and go, what's in that box? <laughs> so she's never, you've managed to keep it like out of her line of sight? Yeah. Holy God. Yeah, you can't see it from the door. 
I don't know where else to put it. That's the one thing she asked for was a gigantic stuffed rainbow unicorn. So I got one for her. Oh, that's awesome. You've only got to keep it hidden for less than a week now. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got a bow for it? Are you going to wrap it? I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't wrapped any of their presents. I haven't gotten the rest of their presents. Like, I, oh, God, I'm just really, ah. Yeah, There's I'm only not. like six yeah. days left. Yeah. I haven't finished shopping for Lexton, and I have four nieces and nephews, and I, oh, my God. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. And it's hard because they're, they're siblings, and two of them are twins. So it's really easy to think, I'm just going to get two of all of these things. Because that's what you did when they were two or three. But now that they're like their own people, they don't want the same shit, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like 100%, I get it. But it just makes it really hard, especially when I see things that I know they would like. But I don't just want to buy doubles of everything. And then, and then if you don't, then you wish you had. There's, it's a lose-lose. I have 10 nieces and nephews. Good Lord. We don't, we don't exchange gifts. We just, the families exchange gifts is what we do. That's a, maybe yeah. at some point we'll work toward that. I mean, I only have four, so it's not like that bad, but it's not bad. That's not at all what I mean, but. Ugh, you know, kids. kids. Why did they have kids? Yeah. Maybe someday we will just not gift. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. I got my dad an Outback Steakhouse gift card. That's what I did. He's going to be super he'll happy be about super it. Super excited. Yep. yep. Does he save them up though? Um. Well, I, my dad is the. I, we've discussed this. He's he's a miser and he has. Well, right. Coupons. So will he like hang on to that gift card until like I don't know twenty twenty. No, okay. no. What he'll do is he'll go out and use it because it's free. It's a free steak. Ah, uh -huh. gotcha. And he will well, he will know. enjoy that steak more than any other steak he's ever eaten because it was free. Free food is often better than food <laughs> you pay for. Let's just be honest. It can even be not good food, and you're like, yeah, I didn't have to make this, so it's good. It's good. Yeah. And this just continues to spiral. <laughs> <Okay>. I mean, <laughs> like, to totally derailed. Yeah. At this point. So yeah, that's our year. The 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 hopeless year that has a little bit of hope here at yeah. the end of it. And you know, I think to our listeners if you are one of those people that just genuinely had a really great year or maybe one thing that was awesome happened to you and you've really felt like you couldn't share it because it's been a shitty year for so many different reasons share it with us yes i would love to hear about all of the, the great things even if you think they're maybe just small or trivial or only within your family or something share them because i don't think there's any shame in having good things happen to you in a bad in a bad year so as always you can you can email us stories at manicramblings.com or you can reach out to us on twitter facebook or instagram at manic ramblings and until next time you can sit down in the middle of the day with a drink and some potato chips and reflect on all the shitty decisions you made in your life <laughs> <laughs> that's right you don't even have to put pants on merry christmas merry christmas <laughs> happy holidays happy hanukkah Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 